Hey everybody and what's going on? Welcome to episode 0.5 of the Soul Society Podcast. I know, I said I wouldn't be back until January 3rd for episode 1, but you know, it's 2020, things change, plans change, ideas come, and sometimes you just gotta run with it. Get ready for some sarcasm, some comical edge, and as always, getting comfortable with being uncomfortable on today's special holiday theme. Surprise, motherfucker. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 0.5. Today is December 23rd of 2020, and it's weird, right? It's like you guys just heard me three days ago, but now I'm back. Well, I realized that I may have made a fatal error when it came to recapping 2020, and that was thinking that 2020 was going to take any of that shit. 2020 must have raised its eyebrows up and decided to go ahead and drop a bunch of breadcrumbs at my front door because I've seen some crazy stories throughout the entirety of the internet over the last couple of days. Things have been wild, but first and foremost, just want to say thanks to everybody for tuning in to the debut episode of the show. I really appreciate that. The downloads are going up, followers are going up, so I appreciate all of you so much. Can't be successful without listeners, so kudos to you guys. Now, some of the biggest stories that have dropped in the last couple of days, and today is not really one of those days where I'm going to jump into a lot of stories and everything like that, but I couldn't help but notice one in particular story, and that was on December 21st, where there was this trend where apparently Jupiter and Saturn were aligning, and people thought this meant that they got superpowers, and they were going to come out here and just like be Superman and Batman and all this stuff. I even saw a video of a guy that decided that it would be a good idea to go up onto his roof, take a jump, and just just leap of faith straight off the roof. I was blown away at how people were buying into this trend. I thought it was just something funny people wanted to say, people wanted to do. But And I'll post the video on our social media so you guys can see it too. This guy went to the roof, luckily in a one-story house, jumped right off onto a trampoline, almost bounced off. I mean, it was literally one of those It was at this moment he knew. He fucked up. Type of moments. I mean, why would you fuel 2020 anymore by buying into a trend and jumping off a perfectly good roof? That just that that's not smart. Let's not give 2020 any more fuel to the fire, okay guys? I mean, it's bad enough that even on top of all this Saturn Jupiter alignment Superpower, like the Avengers aren't going to come calling. So give up on that. Luckily, most people did. But COVID is officially on every single continent now. I don't know if you guys saw it, but COVID is officially in Antarctica. And then we're getting back to the classy news stories that we normally see throughout the internet that gives us a good laugh. Two people at the LaGuardia Airport, I don't know what the hell I was saying, Airport decided that it'd be a good idea on a Delta flight to open the cabin door and slide out. Bruh. Jeez, guys, come on. I mean, we gotta be better. We gotta be better than that. We cannot continue to let 2020 wreak havoc on our lives. At this point, we're just acknowledging the fact that, you know, it's a fucked up year and we're doing fucked up shit. Like, let's try to be a little bit better than that. You know, if you're not out here jumping off roofs and you're not out here, you know, 
sliding out of airplanes and you know you're just trying to have a normal holiday as much as you can in an abnormal year good job for you if you're out here doing crazy shit maybe tone it down just a little bit i mean do the regular crazy shit but sliding out of airplanes and pretending you have superpowers let's not do that so let's get into this show today i'm introducing a new segment that will be happening at least once every month it's the Laidback Chronicles of the Soul Society podcast, and these episodes are just chill. They're super chill. They're not structured at all. I don't really have a point to these other than to chat with friends, chat with other podcast hosts, talk about anything and everything under the sun. So I really hope you guys enjoy this today because today I am bringing on one of the funniest guys I've met in a long time. We have had a lot of laughs. Not only is he going to appear on our show today, he's going to be back on January 24th. Really excited to have him come back on that day to talk about his new show. But for today, he's helping us dissect some of the top 100 Christmas movies on the IMDb website. Talented, funny, really great guy. I think you guys are definitely going to see this guy's name in lights one day. His career is just at the beginning, definitely about to take off. Mr. Gary Maselli. All right, guys, so we're jumping into it right now. Like I said, we have Gary Maselli with us. Gary, how are we doing today, man? Thanks so much for being on the show. Good. Thank you for having me, Dustin. Absolutely, man. Happy holidays to you, man. How's it going? Happy holidays. Yeah, everyone everyone here, I'm I'm based in New York, and everyone here in New York is, um, uh, it's it's stressful, but, you know, it's Christmas time, so. Yeah, I can only imagine how New York Christmases go. Uh, I know my girlfriend and I, we wanted to spend New York, or Christmas in New York, rather. Uh, but you know, with COVID and all that stuff, man, it just didn't feel like a good fit. And besides, you guys just got like a massive snowstorm up there, right? Yeah, we got about seven or eight inches. Yeah, I don't do snow. I don't. Yeah. I don't like it. My hands turn colors, and everything's weird. But Gary, I understand that you know you're gonna, you're actually going to be a future guest on the show here on January 24th, and you're releasing a show that you've been working on and being a part of called freshman circus absolutely yeah we're releasing freshman circus january 20th is the premiere um it's a show based about a teacher teaching her four crazy students in quarantine um it's a comedy it's very lighthearted. it's funny um has a lot of realism in it uh when you watch it you're gonna look at the students and say you know i know some of these students because a lot of them were based on real people so i think everyone's gonna like it yeah, and I think that really correlates really well with everything that's been going on. I feel like it's a perfect time to release, especially with January being that big release month everybody's been anticipating, everybody's waiting for, new shows coming back, uh, shows were pretty much stopped, canceled to a standstill for a long time. And I know that uh, big networks like ABC, Fox, and CBS, they're bringing a bunch of shows back out in January. You know, I, how did this project come to be? So to speak, just a little teaser for the listeners. You know, how did how did you come up with this idea? Right. Well, I was in school um, and I graduated in, uh, I'd say, early August. And I said, I think if I create a show based on or based on this concept of virtual school, I can only do it now. Because, you know, in two years, I don't think virtual, you know, virtual school might still be a thing, but not as widespread as it is right now. So I said, if I have to do it, I'm going to do it now. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I know it, man. The schools, uh, I, I gave props to the schools uh, back in the debut episode. You know, I thought education did a really good job handling the pandemic. But it is the holiday time. Today is December 23rd. We're two days away from Christmas. And one of the biggest reasons I reached out to you is because obviously you're a huge fan of movies like myself. And we're only two days away. That's and we right. talked before the show about some of the most iconic movies that have anything to do with the holidays. And I, I think we should start with the classics first. I think we're pretty much like-minded right. on what we think is the best iconic classic of all time, right? Right, yeah. And so that movie is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The claymation, the still motion, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I know you're a big fan of it, so I'll let you have the floor oh, yeah. first. Oh, yeah. It's... um. It's a masterpiece. It really is. Um, everything about this movie is gorgeous. The lights, the sounds, the music, the puppets, just everything, the actors, everything is just gorgeous about this film. Uh, if you had a Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies, this would probably be leading it. I think we had, uh, we had discussed this a little bit before the show uh, when we brought up a Mount Rushmore movies. And each one, I think, each movie genre will have its own Mount Rushmore, of course. But when it comes to Christmas films and it comes to the holidays and what you consider iconic, I completely wholeheartedly agree. You definitely have to put Rudolph on that list. There's no argument. There's no comparison. Rudolph makes the list. Oh, yeah. Rudolph is the list. It leads the list. It's loved by people every year. Um, it's loved by families every year. People show it to their kids and their kids' kids now. It's just a gorgeous movie. So let's shift gears here. Let's go from classic to older. Who do you got? Right. Um, I think one of the movies that I love that should be on at least probably the top 10 would have to be The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. I think yeah. uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. You know, that was one of Jim Carrey's best roles. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, the makeup just in general was incredible. I mean, this guy was sitting in a chair for five hours a day getting makeup put on him. It's that. It's Rick ba Rick Baker's amazing team uh, putting makeup on all these who's and all these people. It's the sets. The sets are absolutely gorgeous. Uh, the props are beautiful. Everything about this movie was really, really beautiful. Like the sets and props particularly to me are just masterful pieces of uh, film. Um, the way that they carved everything out of foam and how nothing was a straight line and how they were bringing this Dr. Seuss to life and how they were having people from Cirque du Soleil in the film to do all these stilt works and um, to do all these stunts. It was just an unbelievable time. And I think that I think at that time, Jim Carrey had done The Mask, Dumb and Dumber, Ace Ventura. So he was at, he was probably at the height of his career. And his commitment to that role was amazing. Like you said, five hours in the makeup chair, I know he was trained by CIA operatives to endure torture. And he used wow. what they taught him to get through the makeup. And to do that for, I think he did it for over 90 days. It was just unbelievable. Besides the makeup, the big first suit that he had to wear and still had to get all of his facial expressions out of that suit was just amazing. The cast is wonderful. Um, that's just a great, great film. Yeah, no, and I think the Grinch, you know, like you said, it was the first time Dr. Seuss's work got brought to the live action scene in a major way. And for a lot of people that grew up when this movie came out, 
you know, this this became an instant classic for them. I mean, there are lots of older movies than that that are, that are considered classics that have rightfully deserved that title. But this movie, and just all the way around, it was like nothing anybody had ever seen before. And it's definitely one of those that you can always put on around this time of year. And it just, it leaves you the same way that it was the first time when you saw it. You know, it's um, it's one of those movies that you learn to, you love and you appreciate when you're a kid seeing it. But then when you're older, you realize what really went into it in terms of like the set, the storyboarding, and then it just means so much more to you. I mean, this movie is just, I mean, I watch it every year. It's one of my favorites. Absolutely. I mean, I might go pop it on at night the way we're talking about it. I'm not going to yeah. lie. That's a little, that's a little whiskey and eggnog by my, uh, my, I'll put up a little TV with a fake fireplace because I don't have a fireplace here in Atlanta. But as we get ready to keep this train rolling, so to speak, one of the most iconic movies that comes to mind when we think about slightly older, but not necessarily a classic, I think would definitely have to be one of Tom Hanks' best films. And that would be the Polar Express. Yeah, the animation in that movie is just amazing. I've never seen that style of animation until that uh, that movie. I know they experimented with lots of different styles of animation, from cartoons to something like Toy Story, but I've never seen that kind of animation for the Polar Express. It was beautiful. The story is great. No sequel needed. Just one good long story. Watch it. Done. Yeah, and I... The, the Polar Express for me, I mean, it has so many memories uh, for me. Like I went and seen the Polar Express in theaters when it first came out. It was fun fact about me. It was actually my first date that I ever went on. I don't know if you really call it a date. I was like six or seven, went with a girl and her mom and her brother. But watching that movie as a child and seeing the train and seeing just all of these incredible animations yeah like it really helped you capture that magic of christmas again and i think even still to this day you could turn that movie on and there's a real story there yeah now i do know uh i do know that you know you do some impressions as you are you do some acting (laughs) there's one character in the polar express that you cannot stand there's yes, one there thing is. about that movie that you just absolutely yeah. hate. Yeah, I love that movie. I think that movie is, is the definition of a Christmas miracle. It's it's magic. But if I was on that train and that annoying kid came up to me, I'd want to throw him off that damn train. For the listeners that have been living under a rock um, for like ever, I guess, that haven't seen this movie, can you give us a little impression of that character? Oh, no. Um... Well, that kid is so whiny and he's always like, hi guys, what's up? And I'm like, oh no, oh no. It's like as the white Steve Urkel. Like that's that's literally uh, when I watched that movie, I, that's what I envisioned. I was like, like, you know, if Steve Urkel was ever white and he got picked up on the Polar Express, that's that's exactly what he would be like. Yeah, as you know, if I saw him on that train, I'd say let's switch cars right now. I mean, I, I don't want to hear that voice for... No, 10 hours on the train. I think I would jump off at that point. <laughs> so speaking of switching cars, how about switching places? One of the best-selling, or excuse me, yeah, well, I will say best-selling. I will say best-selling, highest-grossing Christmas films of all time, The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, where he legitimately switched places. He switched from his normal life and then became Santa Claus. Yeah. 
that yeah, movie, that's... when that movie came out, I wasn't born yet. Came out in 1994. Right. But it did somewhere close to almost $190 million worldwide. Yeah. $145, $150 million, somewhere in that ballpark, US. And the budget for that movie was $22 million. And you being very educated in the movie industry, you told me that that film would probably have made about $160 million, yeah? It probably roughly, yeah. Maybe a little bit less, $150 with advertising, $140. But, but that's probably like a $140 million, $140 million movie. It's, um, and it just goes to the show that you really don't need all this CGI and special effects and green screen and de-aging. You just need a good story. Right, and I think that's the most important thing, and that's part of the reason that we don't really see a lot of these Christmas films out here that you know are producing a good story. Everybody thinks you have to throw in Santa Claus and you have to throw in the kid and the adult that doesn't believe the kid or the kid that gets lost or something like that. You know, it, stories are everything. Yeah. But especially in holiday films, would you agree? Absolutely. Um, you can fake a holiday movie. You can fake an action movie with some um, special effects and some fire and running and, and a leather jacket, but you can't fake the magic of Christmas. Pretty much like the last five Fast and Furious movies or any movie Michael Bay directs. That's just my personal opinion. I mean, I don't really have to be looking at the TV. If I hear enough explosions, I can, I can tune in to what if that's a Michael Bay film. So before we get too drawn onto that Michael Bay train, because I could rant about Michael Bay forever and how much I despise his movies. Uh, let's stick to the holiday trend. Gary, next movie on your list, one that we haven't mentioned yet, but I wanted to talk to you about specifically. What did you think about Will Ferrell and Elf? Ooh, Will Ferrell and Elf. Um, I really like that movie. It's turned into a classic. Um, there's a lot of magical moments. There's a lot of great moments in that. For filmmaking-wise, it's just great. I mean, uh, the angles they use and how they made Buddy look so big and everyone else so... It's just really, really great filmmaking. Yeah, and I always wondered how they did that because they used some pretty big-name actors to play the elves yeah. in that movie. And Will Ferrell was just towering over, like, all of them. So I, I was always really thoroughly impressed by that. And I think you're right. You know, it has become a classic. You know, it's it's slowly turning into one of those that everybody either owns or they rent or they definitely stream or tune on to their cable to see throughout the holiday season. Yeah, and I, I, I hate to say it, but I really don't want a sequel to Elf. I think it's fine the way it is. One movie, a great story, that's it. Not that I hate sequels, but um, I just think some movies are are better just one. Absolutely, I completely agree. So as we get ready to move on from Elf, there have been a lot of people to play Santa Claus throughout many holiday films. In your mind, who plays the best Santa? Ooh, um, ow, ah, um, there's a lot of magical, magical actors that play this magical uh, character of Santa. Um, I don't think there is one, um, but probably if I had to choose, I'd have to choose Tim Allen, simply because he's played it the longest, he was the best at it. He brought so much to that role, just so much heart, so much comedy, and he did a bounce of everything. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tim Allen's Santa Claus throughout the years, that that Santa Claus series was making movies. A bunch of people that grew up 
around the time that the first one came out and the second one came out and then well on to the third, which I'm still debating whether or not they should have made the third one. I thought it was a good story, but I don't know. Yeah, it's just how I feel about sequels. Similar to you, how you feel about sequels. Now, let me let me get into the nitty gritty here because, you know, we do like to have some controversy on this podcast. Die Hard, a Christmas movie, yes or no? No. Why? Just because something is set in the time of Christmas doesn't mean it's a Christmas film. What's that movie? Um, Edward Scissorhands? Yeah. Yeah, for example, Edward Scissorhands, that's not a Christmas film. Yeah, okay. Nothing I to do see with that. Santa, nothing to do with elves and presents. It's it's nothing to do with being, nothing to do with Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie. Staying on the hot topic of controversial, is it Christmas, is it not, Gremlins? No. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, sort of both. Um, I would definitely say sort of both because there's a lot of Christmas elements to it and there's presents and then there's gift giving and, and the whole Christmas holiday, but... That's one of those I feel like it really teeter-totters a little bit. I mean, you, you, yeah. you, you watch it and you're like, okay, it's teetering left, it's teetering right. Right. Now, one of the biggest films that I know of that a lot of people still to this day, they will argue tooth and nail to their last breath about is Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? Absolutely it is. So you don't you don't look at it as a Halloween film at all. Not even just a little bit. Not even remote not even remotely. Okay, so here's it's what a- I do. Here here's what I do, and I'd love to discuss this a little further with you because my biggest argument to people who say that it's strictly a Christmas film is Yes and no. Yes, the main synopsis of the film is and always will be, you know, Jack Skellington discovers Christmas world, uh, whatever. I forget what they call it in the movie. I'm probably going to get so much shit for that. Uh, But, you know, he discovers Christmas and he wants to do it because he's been doing Halloween for so long throughout the whole beginning of the movie and throughout the entire movie. I feel like there's a blanket of Halloween over it all where from the decorations that they make to the skeleton reindeer, uh, just Jack Skeleton in general and the whole entire Halloween town, like just that entire blanket, I feel like blends them together and makes it like the best of both worlds for the viewer. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Um, the only reason why I say it's not a Halloween movie because I, like I feel like the majority of it, it's, it's surrounded by Christmas. I know there's a lot of Halloween mentioned in there, but I really think that it's, it's, I mean, it's one or the other. And I'd say it's, it's definitely Christmas. Yeah, it'd definitely always be one of those debates. Just like everybody will always debate whether or not Death Wishes or Christmas, or not Death Wish, excuse me, uh, Die Hard. Sorry. Thinking about the remake of Death Wish. It had Bruce Willis in it. Great movie. Uh, but everybody will always debate whether or not Die Hard, whether or not Gremlins. Edward Scissorhands. I really don't feel any debate, but IMDb has it on the site for some reason. I don't feel like that's a debate. I feel like it's just taking up a spot for no reason at all. It was a good film, but like you said, just because it's in a Christmas setting doesn't mean it has anything to do with Christmas. Yeah, I agree. So as we get ready to wrap this up, do you have any holiday wishes this year? Anything that you got for yourself or that you you were looking forward to this year for Christmas in particular? Well, all I can say is thank you for having me and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone out there. Absolutely, Gary. And you've been an excellent guest. I appreciate you. Not only have you been an excellent guest, 
You've been the first guest on Soul Society podcast, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again on January first of 24th. Many. Yes, the first of many. We hope. We hope the people will be invited in and they will feel welcome to uh, join on the podcast. And I said that in episode zero, you know, if anybody wants to be a guest, I don't care if it's a big name, small name, it can be my next door neighbor. I, I really don't mind. Uh, I want this, this podcast to have something for everybody. And you guys have just had the listening pleasure to Gary Maselli. Gary, with your show coming out, if people want to find out more about Freshman Circus that comes out on January 20th, the Amazon and YouTube, where can they go? Okay, so you can go on Facebook. Um, you could have it Freshman Circus. And when you find the Freshman Circus page, it has all the links. It has the YouTube, the Twitter, and the Instagram there. Awesome. And do you have to be a Prime member or a YouTube TV member to see the show? Or somebody can just log on to YouTube and watch the show for free? You can log on to see the show on YouTube for free. Um, we are putting it on Amazon Prime, and it will be for free on there as well. Excellent. Well, guys, I appreciate you guys joining us. Gary, thank you for your time today. We're going to get into the wrap-up of the show, but we want to thank Gary one last time, all the way from New York, taking the time out of his day to be with us here on the Soul Society Podcast. Gary, thank you. Happy holidays, man. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. I tell you guys what, what a great guy Gary is. That's Gary Maselli. Go check out the show that debuts out on January 20th, Freshman Circus. Amazon Prime and YouTube TV, just like Gary said, it's a lighthearted, comical show. I'm going to watch it, so should you. want to thank him and the entire cast of Freshman Circus for letting us borrow him for a moment. Guys, this is for real. I'm not going to be back until January 3rd, I promise. Episode 1, January 3rd, titled What Do We Do Now? Look into 2021, what we know, what we don't know, and why New Year, New Me is bullshit. Can't wait to see you guys again be on the lookout as i am going to be a guest on the stoverlow podcast link for that will be in the description below as well make sure you guys go follow mike stover he's doing some great things bringing out the best and underground artists bringing them to the surface all kinds of good stuff and that's really it for today's show i hope everybody has a great holiday a merry christmas a happy kwanzaa hanukkah winter solstice Whatever it is you celebrate, I hope you guys have a great one. Don't forget to hit us up on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just type in Soul Society Podcast and there we'll be. And that's also where you can go for your chance to win that $25 Amazon e-gift card in our holiday giveaway. Winners will be announced January 3rd. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.